Hello, and welcome to episode 62 of the Convenient Counselor podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care includes being outside as much as possible now that spring is officially here, and also dill pickle chips. Please do not knock them until you try them because they're delicious. But I hope you are taking care of yourself this week as well. This podcast exists so that we can talk about mental health topics on your time. I want these conversations to be non-threatening. I hope you know how accessible talking about some of the difficult topics can be. And also my goal is for you to know that you're not alone if you're dealing with any of these topics that we address, especially the one that's near and dear to my heart today. I wanted to do a series about a day in the life of some of the most prevalent mental health issues or struggles. And I'm one of those people that if I'm going to ask you to do something, then I'm going to go first because it's hard to be vulnerable sometimes. So today will be the first one of, I don't know how many, and I don't know exactly the chronological order we'll go in, but I'm kicking off a day in the life with depression. What is it like to live with depression? What does a day look like? What are some of the symptoms that are common when you're struggling with depression? If you're someone who has dealt with depression or you are married to someone who has been depressed or you have close friends that have said they've struggled with depression, but you're just not sure what that looks like, this is the episode for you. And let me be a little bit more clear. This episode's for everyone. (laughs) We have all encountered or lived alongside or been friends with someone who has struggled with depression. I also want to clarify, this is not a vocabulary lesson. This is not a psychology class where I'm just going to go through the definitions of what major depressive disorder, any of those look like. But what I'm hoping to articulate is what it would look like from someone who's actually gone through it. And yes, I'm talking about myself. As a licensed counselor, I struggle with depression at times. I've struggled with it more in the past. I've made a lot of changes. I've worked through a lot in therapy. And it's part of why I'm so passionate about helping other people be aware of what's going on in their life, naming it, making the changes needed, getting the help needed, and then moving forward with your life. So let's jump into a day in the life of someone dealing with depression. To start, I want to say that depression does not care if you are male or female, what ethnicity you are, what preferences you have. It is something that can be triggered by a major event, a loss, a trauma, but it also can be a matter of hormone shifts and major life changes and genetics. It's not something that if you do X and Y, it will lead to Z. It's not that simple. So the person in your life, or if you are the one listening that you've struggled with depression, it may look different for each person. And there's no one typical case of depression. So for me, it was wake up, instantly feel tired again, no matter the quality of sleep that I had. Although when I would be dealing with depression, I would have rougher dreams. I had a hard time getting into deep sleep, which unfortunately is a cycle of making things worse. And then you try to jump into the day. And typically when you're dealing with depression, you have a hard time getting motivated. 
This is where systems in place and momentum can really help push you kind of through the morning, getting out the door, getting kids fed, getting um, household duties or expectations done. Autopilot can be someone dealing with depression's best friend because you don't have to put thought into it. When you are struggling with depression, it's hard to find purpose. It's hard to find hope sometimes. And um, just being able to know, okay, I'm going to feed the kids the muffins. I'm going to pack the backpacks. We're going to get in the car and drive to school. And then once you get to work, being able to stay on task is very difficult. Being able to stay focused. Um, Someone dealing with depression might start multiple projects and then not have the energy to finish it. And then they move on to another one that they, in that moment, think, sure, I can tackle this. And then it also gets unfinished. And the thought of going back and finishing up something that wasn't finished can feel daunting. And on top of that, anyone struggling with depression already knows and feels like they are a burden to those around them, to their close friends, to their roommates, to their spouse, to their children. They feel like they're going to bother the people around them if they try to share any of the weight that they're carrying. Usually the most common feedback I hear from families of people who struggle with depression or even in my own life, I've had friends and family members say, I had no idea you were dealing with that. After the birth of my second son, I had severe postpartum depression to the point that I was curled up in my closet crying, thinking, you know what, it'd be a lot easier if I weren't here because then I wouldn't be such a burden to everyone around me. My own husband didn't realize that's where I was at mentally until many months later when I finally told him and stopped trying to carry it all on my own and I saw a counselor and it helped me as a counselor to see another counselor and actually be objective and learn about what I was dealing with. So for me, the postpartum depression was a really good wake-up call because it helped me be more aware of those signals and those flags in my body that were actually there at other times in my life too, but I just didn't have a name for it or I didn't quite recognize what was happening. So continuing in the day, so this person myself, anyone else dealing with depression, you've started lots of projects, haven't finished them. It's time to leave. Maybe you want to go run some errands. Depression's something that doesn't have a clock, doesn't know that you have a big meeting happening, so it needs to tone it down a little bit. It doesn't know that you are going out in public, and so um, we need to slow down those intrusive thoughts. None of that happens. Depression does not care who you are, what you have going on, It is an attack in your mind. Before I jump in, I know there's some of you who might have clicked on this episode and you think, do I have depression? Am I dealing with depression? (laughs) And even, even the difference between depression and anxiety, they are very different things. And I've defined them in other podcast episodes, but depression's very much here and now. Anxiety is more worry about the future. And we all have moments where we feel both or one or the other at different times, whether it be in reaction to a situation, you know, someone passes away, we feel the feelings of depression and anxiety, or we have a test coming up, or we have a big presentation at work, and we are anxious about them. It's one thing to have depressed or anxious thoughts. 
It's another thing to have chronic feelings and behaviors that impact your daily life. That's when it becomes something much more and you need to seek help for it. So a few years ago when I was really struggling with a round of depression, I don't really know what to call it because it comes and goes at different times, just like lots of different ailments do. Um, But I was in the thick of it and I remember being at the mall trying to push through my day and get stuff done and run some errands and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I had to literally sit down on a bench and in that moment I was clear enough in my mind that I heard a voice so clearly say, write this down. You need to write and record these symptoms for a future purpose. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that was going to be. And to this day, I've only shared this with a couple people, my husband, my sister, a few other close people that I said, man, when I look back at this note on my phone, it makes me tear up because this is me articulating what I felt at that moment. As I was preparing for this episode, it was very clear that I needed to share this. There's someone listening who might feel this way too, and they need to know they're not alone. So as I sat in the middle of a busy mall on a bench because I could hardly take another step forward, it's so hard to describe, but here's my list, exactly what's on my phone. I'll try to read it without crying. (laughs) Okay, lack of motivation, hard to take a deep breath, feels like walking with 20 pound chains around my waist. Hard to focus on one thought at a time. Always want to take a nap. Want to cry and scream at the same time. Angry under the surface, even unprovoked. Understanding in my mind that it's unlike me, but body acting differently. So that was a little over two years ago. And it's something that still feels very real when I talk about it because Even since then, with therapy, with changes in my diet and my routines and supplements and choices that I make, I still feel at times I'm holding depression at arm's length and it can get exhausting. There may be some of you listening who are doing the same thing and dealing with the same thing, or maybe you live in a household with someone who's dealing with the same thing. My goal in sharing this information is not to make depression even more depressing because just hearing about some of this sounds like, man, that's a lot. And honestly, it is. And if you are relating with some of these symptoms, then I hope you know you're not alone. If some of these are eye-opening to you or you've heard someone you love mention some of these before, now you can possibly say, hey, have you ever gotten treatment for depression? Have you thought about it potentially being depression. Maybe they think it's something else or a reaction to something else. But when it's interfering with daily life, that's when it's time to seek professional help. So wrapping up a day in the life of someone dealing with depression, the evenings can be the hardest. So they might come home from work or errands or picking up kids from school and not be motivated to make dinner or feel like I don't want the sun to go down because there goes a source of joy and vitamin D, which really helps with depression, but it can be tricky depending on the person. So again, systems of, you know what, we're going to go through a drive-thru and not going to feel guilty about it, or I'm going to just turn on my favorite show because it brings me comfort and I can zone out for a little bit, but 
the evenings can be really hard. And for those who are the loved ones of someone dealing with depression, you can be aware of that just to maybe help interject something fun or going on a walk. Physical activity can be one of the fastest and free ways to increase dopamine and help with serotonin, all of which help you feel better in the moment. And then it's time to head to bed. So when you're struggling with depression and you want to sleep to somewhat escape the day and not think about starting all over again the next day, that can be a very comforting time of day. It's not necessarily something that someone dealing with depression will avoid because it's a break from the mental Olympics they've done that day. So again, I don't tell you all of this just to say, man, it's really terrible to have depression, which it is. But I'm telling you this for the sake of normalizing it. If you've dealt with this before, this is what it looks like. It might be comforting to hear that someone else has gone through a similar day like you have. If you know someone who's gone through this, you can let them know about this episode of, hey, you're not alone. And if this is something that's happening on a regular basis, then you can get help for it. And days get so much better. When you've dealt with depression, the days that you're not dealing with it, you have such a zest and a joy for life that's contagious that is much more appreciated, I think, than those who've never been in those depths, that have never experienced those 20-pound chains around your waist. You feel lighter when you know that you are battling it, you are facing it head-on, you are taking the steps that are needed. And from a spiritual perspective, I know so often, I've actually been told myself that as a Christian, I should not deal with depression. As a counselor, good gracious, I should know better, as if I could just flip a switch and change it. No, no, and no. The answer is no. That is not how it works. You have as much control over depression um, by flipping a switch as you do over the flu or over a broken arm. You don't just say, you know what, I'm going to wish it away and it's going to be better. That's not the case. I wish it was. Oh, that'd be so great. My job would be super easy. But here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with you. You are dealing with an issue. And the good news is, There is a God who loves you and has created you so intricately and cares about all of this. And there is also really wonderful professional help at your service that's ready to be called upon. So if you'd love more information about that, please reach out to me on social media at Brianna Leach LPC or on my website, convenientcounselor.com. And then I can also help you get connected to someone in your area. Or if you just need help, coming up with a response to people who make dumb comments like your prayer life is bad if you have depression or you're doing something wrong and just not thinking positive enough if you deal with depression. If you need a response to those, I will happily put that together for you. (laughs) I will happily walk you through that to deal with this very ignorant, misinformed person. I think you're awesome. I'm so glad you took some time out of your day to hang out with me for a bit, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Bye for now.